You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jonan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the role of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So what is good, y'all? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far so um i gotta explain a little bit about today's episode so you guys already know you know because of uh, pandemic conditions and whatnot we always pre-record our episodes these days in our home studio and the way i do it is i usually pre-record one night before our episode is officially broadcasted on the radio waves at cfru 93.3 fm but today um today i'm actually recording it a little bit earlier in the week so we get broadcasted on the radio on thursdays but i'm actually recording a few days earlier than that uh, but nonetheless, it is during like um, broadcast week, if you will. So yeah, you might be asking why. Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, your girl, you know, like my schedule is just like all over the place these days. Uh, hashtag uh, some of the perks of being a PhD student. But also, okay, so if you, um, I don't know, this is kind of, like by the time you listen to this on the radio, you're like, okay, yeah, that's like so far gone, like the thing she's talking about right now, but it is kind of fresh still like in our mind. But today, um, you know, it's the start of the week and we're like, yeah, woohoo, you know, like we're just going to go to work, like ha- have an awesome start to our week. And lo and behold, we all wake up and uh, we look at our windows and... Mother Nature has treated us so good, y'all. Like, she has sent us all the snow in the world, it looks like. And, uh, yeah, so in southern Ontario, we were all blessed with a tremendous amount of snow. And um, so... (laughs) That led to a lot of like workplaces being shut down. I think, I don't know about schools, but I think schools must have had a bus day or something, a snow day. Um, And because I, you know, I do research, I go to the university. I was just so ready to just like, you know, rock and roll and get out of my house and go on and save the world with my research. But, uh, you know, we got an alarm like for the first time in years that the university campus was also shut down and uh, it was like bittersweet news i'm not gonna lie but more so like sweet news because you know like when it's like monday you're like oh you know like it's monday but like after a while like once that coffee hits you you just you're like okay yeah you know let's let's get this bread kind of thing but i hadn't gotten to that point yet so i'm like oh monday ooh, you know so i was still in that phase and when i got that uh announcement on my phone i said "Ooh, baby let's go like uh it's just like so nostalgic like throwback to them snow days from school so i said i should like take advantage of it while I can and um, what I did most of the day today was just shovel my driveway for two hours 
And uh, I really hope that y'all picked a proper time to shovel your driveways because it was like uh, continuously snowing for the whole day. And I, I honestly could not um, even like check the weather uh, app to see when the snow was going to stop because it was just, yeah, like they give you a prediction, but is it always accurate? No, right? Uh, so I was like, okay, like I might as well just start shoveling my driveway because I don't know when the snow is going to stop and it only keeps adding up. You know, the more work I get done right now, the less work I have later for myself. You know, I have that kind of mentality. So I was doing that and oh boy, oh boy. So, uh, yeah, if you live in Ontario, then you know that all gyms have been shut down for a couple of weeks now, I think. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that means that you might <laughs> just a little bit like slack when it comes to your home workouts in that case. And uh, I can speak for myself that I have been really like seriously slacking when it comes to that department. So today when I had to shovel snow, I'm like, oh, okay, like this is this is pretty good. Like I feel some of my muscles that I haven't used in so long, just like getting to work. And, you know, like I didn't realize that at the time, like I just had my headphones in and I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's shovel the snow. You know, let's let's get rid of it all. And uh, when I was done, I'm like, okay, wow, this was like a whole body workout. It feels like I had like 12 rounds of boxing sparring uh, just just done. And it was it was pretty good. It was a good workout. But yeah, my body was like, yo, Janan, what? Like you haven't worked out for like two weeks and then you just hit me with this. But anyway, so that's what I did. <laughs> for like half my day and then the rest I was just working from home man I was uh getting all that computer analysis done and all that and I'm so happy that I finally get to sit down and do TKO I just thought you know what today has been so productive as is even though it was a snow day but why not sit down and do my favorite thing in the world, which is to do TKO with y'all. And uh, today's, <laughs> today's special, today's episode is so special as we were talking about uh, over the past week because we are going to be officially having our first pay-per-view card of the year for the UFC this upcoming Saturday. So yes, it is officially fight week. And oh boy, it is going to be a very stacked fight card. You have to say 270. And uh, I always say, okay, like I wish we had more heavyweight fights uh, in the UFC because, you know, when we talk about heavyweights um, in all combat sports, we just all get so excited because that is correlated with a lot of excitement and a lot of knockouts. Uh, that we're about to witness so yeah I mean the same thing goes for uh, what we have lined up for this upcoming Saturday UFC 270 which is going to be headlined by a heavyweight championship bout between the current champion Mr. Francis Ngannou who's going to be defending his heavyweight belt against the interim heavyweight champion of the world Mr. Cyril Gunn oh boy okay so I have some really spicy stuff to talk about today uh, with regards to this bout. I'm going to give you guys some background on uh, both of these guys that you probably haven't even heard of before. I'm going to give you why this fight is so exciting tech like technicality-wise, but why it's also interesting 
when we're considering all the background information that goes into it and the beef that these two guys have between each other like how did it all start and what like what really led up to this matchup kind of thing so we got you all covered on all that stuff today it is gonna be one hell of a show so okay like grab your popcorns grab your drinks your lemonades whatever you have but yeah this this week we're gonna be having a lot of fun with our episode um personally yeah like um in in between my study breaks i guess i was also reading up on the history between the two guys so that's why i'm kind of like more hyped than uh usual like i usually get really hyped up when i'm breaking down fights but today i'm just like extra hyped up uh because of everything that, that i just said and i always get so excited when i'm to retell them to you guys tko nation okay so now with that further ado let's get get started okay so uh okay so francis and ganu versus cyril gone so i'm just gonna give you all a brief background of the heavyweight division before francis and ganu and cyril gone uh rose to fame so we had stipe miocic uh, the awesome uh, former heavyweight champion in the UFC, uh, being the most dominant um, uh, heavyweight champion at the time, uh, he had the longest win streak and he was just defeating opponents left and right. And in the meanwhile, there were so many people who were starting to rise to fame in the heavyweight division. One of them being Francis Ngannou. So Francis Ngannou, um, he immigrated from Cameroon, his home country of Cameroon. And uh, he went through a lot of hardship in his personal life until he was able to seek refuge in France. So while he was in France... um, so okay i do have to say so francis Ngannou. if you haven't really seen a picture of him or aren't really familiar with his uh life story uh i just want to tell you that francis Ngannou, as is even before he started training sports he was so muscular and that is why uh and that is because when he was back in his home country he would actually work at sand mines and uh, he would do a lot of physical work, even though he wasn't like actually in the gym, like working out all the time. But all of that physical work really built up his physique and his body. So like as is, he was just so muscular and so athletically ready, even though he didn't really formally train at the time. So, you know, long story short, he moves out of Africa, he goes to France. And uh, even when he's in France, he's going through a lot of just personal struggles. Um, he was homeless for a period of time. And Francis himself, um, he always says that he had this really interesting obsession with boxing. So he he also saw his uh, potential in uh, sports, but his favorite sport was boxing, surprisingly. So he was just going around, you know, he, he wasn't really doing well. Uh, he was going around and then he comes across um, this MMA gym in Paris, France. It's called MMA Factory. He goes in and he talks to the head coach and he's like, listen, I want to pursue boxing, but I know you guys have like MMA, but... I'm homeless and I know that like as of now there's more more money in MMA than 
there is money and like even professional boxing right now at this level for me right and so they're like yeah okay you know we got you you can come in and train and all that um and actually surprisingly the head coach even tells him listen francis okay i see where you're coming from but you shouldn't really do boxing i feel like you're actually more fit to be an mma fighter so let me just train you all that good stuff you know so francis trains at mma factory and he's doing really really well in training camp um he's fighting for local mma organizations Uh, even from those early fights he was knocking out people cold and it was so obvious to people watching him watching his first few fights Uh, that he definitely had that X factor in him and that he wasn't just like any regular MMA fighter. He had this uh just just like thanos like (laughs) knockout power if you will so it was just out of this world. That's the best way to put it. And everybody saw that from the start. And the the talent people definitely recognized that as well. And eventually he got signed to the UFC. And even in the UFC, he was doing so well. He was defeating all of his opponents. People started to take notice of him. And Francis Ngannou, you know, that was the start to his... Um, success and fame trajectory so he was doing well in the ufc he was traveling back and forth between the u.s and france his main dream was to go to las vegas to like find a home there and to train in las vegas you know stay closer to the ufc headquarters and whatnot and to just build a new life for himself there and uh when he brought that up to his main coach has had coach and france he said okay you know good for you you just do your thing but i'm not moving from france like if you want you have to come back and forth uh for me to actually train you but there's no way that i'm gonna move all the way uh to the u.s with you uh kind of thing so that's exactly what francis did he was just traveling a lot and there came a time this critical time in his professional career that he had to fight the then former champion of uh, Stipe Miocic that I talked about earlier. So even in this fight, everybody was just so hopeful in Francis because of his uh, just just out of this world uh, recent performances and his knockouts, which even words cannot describe. Right. So everybody had a lot of hope in him and a lot of people were betting on him um, in this fight against Stipe Miocic. And when the time came, um, it was actually very interesting because, yeah, like Francis Ngannou were just so used to seeing him do a lot of striking and knocking out. But in that fight, he was actually dominated by by Stipe Miocic through wrestling. And it felt like uh, Francis Ngannou was actually gassed out early, early on, excuse me, in the fight. And he just couldn't perform as well like how he would or maybe that was just a a cue to all of us out here seeing that okay yeah like he he's a great knockout artist don't get us wrong but maybe he needs more work um and the whole department of you know if you want to be a true mma fighter you have to have perfect conditioning you need to have perfect stamina um and you need to be prepared to fight for full 25 minutes if need be especially in a championship fight because there as you as you all know there's five rounds in a championship fight and 
you know, like you you never know if you are going to be knocking out your opponent in the first round or if the fight is going to go the full distance for 25 minutes of just full action. So you don't really know what's going to happen, but you have to prepare yourself for the worst. Um, fortunately, Francis Ngannou, I feel like he hadn't really prepared himself for that just yet. So he lost that fight and that was his first loss in the UFC. So um, he had another fight after that against Derek Lewis. And the same thing kind of happened. Well, a little bit different because I feel like he had that strength and conditioning in himself, but he just wasn't really able to mentally unleash it and to actually properly fight against Derek Lewis. So to me, um, it felt like um, he needed to have some proper sports psychology counseling after that first loss that he had because again i mean i'm not gonna blame him uh for feeling the way that he did because you know you just like everybody tells you how good you are and that starts to get to you and you really do believe in yourself too and then something bad happens and you lose and you like your whole world just starts to fall apart and it really starts to get to you and i feel like it was still with him that mentality that negative mentality was still with him in that fight against Derek lewis and he lost that fight too something happened though after that fight after that second loss francis Ngannou went back to france and he talked to his head coach and said coach i i want to get better just just help me out with this and just tell me what to do and the coach said okay fine you really have to listen to everything i tell you uh for me to take you on and he said okay so uh francis went back to his uh former coach and he prepared him for this next fight against curtis blades um in 2018 only a few months after that loss against Derek lewis and Francis jumps just bounced back and uh, it was beautiful because I feel like uh, the coach really worked with him on everything that needed to be improved, but also his mentality. I feel like um, his coach just kind of provided him with a lot of reality checks and, uh, you know, that's what a coach is supposed to do, not to just train you on the athletic stuff, but also train you train your mentality because that's also really important in sports especially professional sports especially at this high caliber so francis just bounced back but he didn't stay with his um uh, initial coach in france he moved back to las vegas and he is with the camp that he is with right now he doesn't associate himself with his former camp in Paris anymore. And now we know that there's actually a lot of beef between the two guys, between his former coach and himself. The coach came out saying, okay, yeah, I feel like Francis Ngannou, um, yeah, he just goes through these like power trips and he has a lot of ego. Like whenever I would try to like tell him the truth, he would just not accept it, whatever, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, in the meanwhile, when all this was happening, we had another figure in this MMA factory gym in Paris, France, that also rose to fame, who was also there from the start when Francis was also training at that gym at the time. So, Cyril Gone, he originally started in Muay Thai, professional Muay Thai, and he was very successful. 
And then he decided to move on to MMA for the same reasons that Francis did for more money and recognition. So he came to MMA Factory and Francis and Ganu and Cyril Gon were training partners at the time, you know, two top level heavyweights. And at the time, Francis was more well known than Cyril Gon. I believe he was already in the UFC when the two were training. But yeah, Cyril Gunn was Francis Ngannou's training partner, sparring partner, and there's actually footage of them uh, training together and sparring together. This one particular footage that is out shows that Francis Ngannou is actually being uh, touched a lot, like with strikes uh, by Cyril Gunn. And a lot of people are arguing, okay, like the same thing could happen in the in the fight that the two are supposed to have this Saturday night. But we'll get to that. Um, but that's that's the main, should I say, bias footage that has come out because we don't know again how long that uh, training clip was for people to have trimmed it to only that part that Cyril Ghosn is just throwing a lot of shots towards Francis and Ghosn. Francis isn't doing anything in that video, that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's just a lot of, <laughs> you know, s just scatters of different information around about were the two really friends even when they were training? Do they really like each other? You know, what happened? What, ha what happened between Francis and his coach? Is the coach and uh, Cyril gone kind of like ganging up against Francis and Gano? What's going on? But we can tell even from recent footage when the when uh, Francis sees his old coach, he wouldn't even acknowledge him. So we we definitely know that something is up there. Um, something that we don't really know about is happening in the background. And I can tell you this because, you know, as a fan who's seen a lot of uh, stuff in combat sports, like a lot of uh, personal drama and all the beef that fighters have with each other, I can tell real from fake. And I feel like the beef that Francis Ngannou has with his former coach is actually like it's real, but we don't know what it is, like what really happened between the two that Francis had to just part ways with him and move to the U.S. by himself and train at a completely different fight camp, right? So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And yeah, I mean, th this is just how drama is, I guess, in the world of MMA. Like some people have it as, you know, I guess like reality shows, whatever. But this is uh, the way they do it, MMA style. But that was one of the biggest reasons why um, this fight has been getting a lot of hype. And that, you know, like the, the whole argument of, yeah, like Cyril and Francis used to train with each other. So they definitely know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And my argument is, okay, yeah, like they definitely do. There's only so much one can do in a matter of, I don't know, three years or whatever, uh, for you to change your training style or your fighting style. But more or less, you're, you are going to be staying the same. You're not going to completely change your whole style of fighting in the matter of uh, a few years. 
especially if it's been working well for you you're definitely not likely to change your fighting style so yeah i would say there's so many there's a lot of elements probably that both of these guys know about each other's fighting style you know some of those small things that maybe not all the other opponents would know about each of them However, I do have to play devil's advocate and also say, yeah, like there's definitely uh, possibilities that both guys have improved over the years and have developed kind of like, I guess, secret techniques that uh, would allow them to come on top in this fight uh, against their opponent. And yeah, so that's going to be the biggest factor in this fight and the thing that's going to determine uh what's going to ultimately go down on on uh fight night on saturday so we usually know that because sorel gone comes from a muay thai background he's really active on his feet he has perfect footwork he's so dynamic and he likes to you know just just touch you with strikes but also as he's touching you with strikes he would just start to overwhelm you after a while and that overwhelming um uh, or how should i put this like the great volume of shots that he's throwing towards you he's slowly slowly gonna uh pitch up the power in the strikes and the next thing you know you might be knocked out but also uh Cyril has shown us in his recent fights that he also has really good ground game so overall he's a really well-rounded MMA fighter uh for Francis Ngannou yeah like we all know that his forte is this boxing uh but also over the years he's um developed a lot of stamina and cardio I wouldn't really recommend that he goes down this this uh, road on Saturday night against Sorel Gone because if I'm not mistaken, Francis is a little bit heavier than Sorel Gone in this fight or just like overall physique-wise. So uh, because he has more muscle mass, I wouldn't recommend him try to just just uh, brawl it out with Sorel Gone and. Uh, try to make it last the full 25 minutes i would actually say francis needs to look for that perfect shot to potentially finish the fight earlier if he can but for surreal gone i would say he would have to do the opposite he needs to overwhelm francis with those volume of shots because he's shown that he doesn't like that he's shown that he doesn't like to be pressured and overwhelmed as we saw in that fight that he had against uh stipe miocic you just have to shock him and wobble him once stylistically and then just keep on putting pressure on him and um, that will do it. If it is going to be, if this is going to be the same Francis that we've seen uh, before, you know, in that title shot. Again, like I said, so many things could cha could have changed in the meanwhile. But ultimately, listen, y'all, I can give you all my predictions the, like until next morning. But we all have to wait and see how, first of all, how they're going to look in the vlog videos that the UFC usually puts up uh, during fight week. So because it's the beginning of the week, uh, the videos haven't been released yet. So those kind of like give you a lot of insight on 
okay, like, are the fighters looking ready? And uh, are they, like, in a good mentality and headspace? Like, are they doing good overall? Like, what's up with their weight and stuff? Are they going to tire themselves out uh, the, the during fight week? Like, training super hard or not? You know, all that stuff. So that's definitely going to give us a lot of insight on uh, what to expect in real life on Saturday nights. But... So far, this is this was like everything we knew from before and how I think it's all going to play out on the outcome of the fight on Saturday night. Regardless of who wins, we will be having an undisputed heavyweight champion of the world finally on Saturday night. Regardless of uh, whichever direction the fight goes, but overall it is going to be a very, very incredibly exciting fights and i'm personally so excited and looking forward to it so much oh yeah Ooh. okay i i so wish it was friday today so that we could just watch the fight tomorrow but alas you know we just have to be be patient throughout the days this week and uh you know get our work done go to work come back and you know be be good people hardworking people and uh friday night comes you know just just party hard <laughs> No, just kidding. Uh, just just uh, prepare and uh, prepare yourselves for Saturday night and um, be ready for a lot of entertaining stuff and a lot of violence, good violence on Saturday night. So yeah, y'all, unfortunately, I'm just looking at the clock right now. That is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you get a CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl Jana right here, and this is TKO. Peace out.